Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And welcome one and all to episode 69 of a Smashing Theory. Nice. <laughs> What's that nice, Sean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, hey guys, we this... This episode is cool because we have Nintendo news to talk about. Yeah, that's a rarity on this show, a smashing theory. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's felt like we've had slim pickings lately, and now we have two instances of Nintendo news. Yes, that is true. The first being uh, the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, and the second being the Super Mario Bros. Direct. Right. Uh, the 35th anniversary one. Uh, before that, uh, just one correction this time. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> Mongal's first appearance where she was called Mongal was Superman Volume 2, Issue 170, which released in July 2001. Oh. Uh, which is a far cry from uh, saying that that was like an 80s naming choice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So we got some news to crack open. We got some presentations to pontificate. Let's crack open that news egg and turn it into an omelet. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of scared of the energy in here right now. <laughs> then slurp it up. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I have no idea how this episode's gonna go. Well, we're here now, so <laughs> how it's going to go is a, how it is. A smashing theory. <laughs> we're here now. Uh okay, so first up, the Nintendo Direct Mini partner showcase yeah. uh happened like a day or two after we recorded uh our last episode maybe like yeah maybe just like a day before mm -hmm. uh like the previous episode aired right and yeah so i think that was like august 23rd ish mm -hmm. and right and one notable thing about that is sean you and i uh during the previous uh direct partner showcase episode we did we decided to theorize when the next one would drop. Right. Uh, I said August. Uh, I yeah. I said basically. I think there's going to be another one like as soon as next month. Mm -hmm. And you uh, and you said September October. Yes. And uh, and I countered that because I thought that September we'd be getting some bigger Nintendo news than just like right. some, some partner news drops. Um, and lo and behold. <laughs> Uh, after Sean Francis said, well, I guess we'll just see who's right and who's wrong, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you got it. Good job. So the first thing we're going to talk about here uh, in the uh, showcase. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I got one, and that's Woo. nice. Um, so they, they showed a variety of games. Speaking of... Uh, of me getting one and, and us getting some. Mm -hmm. um, at, during that episode, we also predicted that the next partner showcase would probably have some of the ones that we predicted for the previous partner showcase that didn't make right. it in. And the first two announcements were exactly that. Yeah. First, they focus on Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Which I'll never not think of as Kingdom Hearts Mom. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Mom. Uh, which which we predicted. Yes. Uh, they yeah they showed off some gameplay and uh, and talked about some of its features. It has a bunch of Kingdom Hearts tracks. Mm -hmm. I heard at least one Utada Hikaru song, which is a relief. Always good. Yeah. 
like you know there's there's kind of the worry that that would be wrapped up in legal rights issues and yeah. it would just be game music that makes but sense. nah utada's in there Woo. baby uh it has online and local multiplayer um like you can basically just kind of like compete to see who does a song best right um there's an eight player local free-for-all mode that's exclusive to the switch mm-hmm. um probably because everyone kind of needs their own screen sure and it'll feature an all-new chapter that advances the canon of Kingdom Hearts. So, if Gorsh, you wanna... Sora, we gotta tap dance to defeat Anselm the musical. <laughs> Anselm? I Anselm. <laughs> um, There's a real philosopher named Anselm of Canterbury. Oh, okay. And so whenever I hear Anselm, I think of him. Oh, I see. Yeah. But no, this this story will actually focus on Kyrie, which is oh, cool. that's cool. Uh, Gorsh Kyrie, yeah, all right. We got so, to dance <laughs> to defeat Anselm. I do think it's it's going to be funny in like five to ten years when we were like, okay, so here's the order that you need to play the Kingdom Hearts games in, <laughs> right. in order to understand the full story, and you're going to have to play. Uh-huh. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, the rhythm game spinoff, in order to get a full grasp of the story. <laughs> Or find out what Sora's up to next. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out November 13th, 2020. All right. Yeah. Just in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. Um, Me too. I I feel I feel like Amy's going to get it and then I, right. can, I can watch her play because she's better at rhythm games than me. Nice. Yeah. I like rhythm games on the whole. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always excited when a new one comes out that's also interesting to me in some way. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally down. Like, the, the gameplay of Melody of Memory doesn't, like, doesn't really wow me, but mm-hmm. it's Kingdom Hearts music, so yeah, you know, I'm here. It looks like a fine game with some reused assets. And yeah. That's fine. That is fine. Speaking of rhythm games, Fuser. Fuser, which, which we also called, what was that? I don't know, this is me, me doing a little intro to Fuser. <laughs> don't. <Okay. laughs> uh, never again will I go, Fuser, ba-ba-da-ball, I'll just stop. I'll never do it again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Fuser is Harmonix's next, uh, next kind of musical experiment, basically. Right. Um, this, this one is basically just their last musical experiment, <laughs> Drop Mix, but mm-hmm. made, like, digital and into a video game instead of kind of a toy. Right, yeah, Drop Mix, for those who may not know, you could kind of get cards of songs and then, yeah. like, put them down on a, you know, on a sort of reader and then mix them together in that way. Yeah. Very cool. Oh yeah. We, yeah. You know, we, we got it and fucked around with it for hours. Yeah. I got out. I got <laughs> on one or two days. I got on sale for literally half price and that, that was worth it. Yeah. That was cool. I, yeah. Like it was a little pricey at full price, but like worth it at the price that I got it at for sure. Yes. And, and yeah, now a uh, fuser is basically like, instead of cards, you, you know, you get you get the songs mm-hmm. as kind of like in-game data, like these discs that you can place down on this turntable right. uh digitally and uh and I am so excited to get it for the Switch specifically because uh like Drop Mix, I can just take my Switch to friends' houses and mm-hmm. sort of play it that way, you know? Very and like cool. and yeah, like on the Switch you can take this to parties, basically. <laughs> and like 
if you're like us and all of your friends have a, have switches now, right. you can just slide it into their dock and like have have a party going on the TV. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. Um so Zoe from Harmonix played the game for like 3 seconds. Right. But it was enough to, for that you could go like, "Oh, I see how yeah, this works." Yeah, you kind of get the vibe, yeah. And she announced three new songs for the game, uh Ghost and Stuff from Dead Mouse, uh Dance Monkey from Tones and I. Uh, you know that I really preferred Fuser, <laughs> but you know, go you off. Know, like a monkey, I am dancing all the time. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go. <laughs> I want to, want to, want to eat a cake. <laughs> um, anyway. Me too, man. <laughs> um,. Yeah, that that song is like plays on the radio like every like thirteen minutes. Right. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a good get. That's a good get for yeah. for Fuser. Yeah, and Blinding Lights by the Weekend, which um, which I already forget how that goes, but it's me too. A, it's also a popular song. Yeah. So good, good gets. Um, they did not announce the release date during the direct. But uh, but then like, you know, like a week or two later, they just like tweeted out that it's November tenth. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was a good time for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. I will almost definitely be getting that. Nice. Yeah. I. I. I want. I want that shit. That's gonna be fun. I agree. Uh, and uh, so from here on out, it we did not predict the rest of this. Uh. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of rhythm games, yeah, the Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. <laughs> did, why they did that on purpose? I guess just three rhythm game style experiences back to back to back. Well, good going, Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So it includes uh two uh Taiko no Tatsujin RPGs, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure One and Two. Yeah, I didn't know there were Taiko no Tatsujin RPGs. Yeah, so that was surprising to me. Yeah, there are they're JRPGs and uh, they've got rhythm game battle systems, mm-hmm. kind of kind of inspired by you know the the Taiko no Tatsujin is that drum game. Yeah, you know that game with the cute anime drum and then you don 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 you know like yeah yeah it's it's that but now it's also two JRPGs yeah. Uh, it does the thing where you can recruit the monsters you fight. Love that. Yeah, love that. I mean, you know, you playing Pokemon, of course you love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, over 130 songs available winter 2020. Nice. Honestly, like, the watching the trailer, like, there's so much about it that just, like, seems very much like my thing. Sure. Um, one, one thing I, I sadly had to note is that during the trailer, I noticed, like, a very unflattering and stereotypical, like, like, character art of, like, uh what appeared to be a, a man in drag mm. and like, just like that, just the way Japan draws. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, that makes me worried about the whole game. Sure. It's like, ev- even if that's just a one-off gag, like that's not great. Right. Just, right. Just by itself. That's not great. But also like, how much is that character going to show up? Mm-hmm. Are there going to be more characters like that, that show up? Sure. Like it, like just seeing like a second and a half of that, just like, <laughs> tanked my excitement for the whole game because like why is that in a like in a in a 
Japanese children's game in the first place. Yeah. Like, so much of the game feels like it's for, like, 10-year-olds. Yeah. And here I am being very excited about it, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it seems like a good game for 10-year-olds. Sure. But, yeah, like, what, like, what is this doing in a game that's being, like, clearly marketed towards children? Mm. And then, like, yeah, like, how, how much of the rest of the game that you're not showing me is like this. So, right. Uh, that that bums me out. I, That's fair. I wish Japan would stop bumming me out. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be interested to hear you know people's impressions of that game once it's launched in yeah. terms of representation. We'll see what they think. Yeah. Speaking of rhythm games, oh. the rhythm of tank treads rolling across the ground in World of Tanks Blitz. Wow, that was the kind of thing that I would have done. <laughs> yeah. I, you did it instead. I know. I've lived with you for far too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, World of Tanks Blitz, there's there's tanks. Yeah. yeah. It shadow dropped. World of Tanks has been around for a while. Uh, yeah. Actually, when I still lived in Florida, I went to a friend's house for like a birthday party. And she was like, oh, you know, welcome. Here's the snacks. Also, we have World of Tanks. And, <laughs> and even at that time, I remember thinking, like, why would I want to play this game? And now it's here again. <laughs> yeah, so there, there it is. Uh, speaking of rhythm games, uh, you can really get into the rhythm of dodging <laughs> uh, people's punches in Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Oh, wow. Tell yeah. me more, Daniel. Uh, it's a serviceable to mediocre looking Rocky boxing game. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out spring 2021. Okay. Um, Good for people who like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I could see myself getting it if only because it's <laughs> it's that kind of game is destined to be a mystery. That's fair. Uh, gaming tournament. So I really hope that game's under $20 at some point, <laughs> which I doubt. It, yeah. I mean, it will be eventually, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe in like a year, like on sale. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think that I think that might be launching for like 40. Sure. Just, you know, just because it's got a big name franchise behind it. Right. Even if the budget of the game itself is clearly like $7 and like a, a bottle cap. Well, you know, they've got to recoup uh, the cost of having the likenesses of Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah, yeah, that's and uh, Amistre T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clubber Lang is a playable right. character. Right, wow. Yeah. Gotta get that money. Gotta get that money. I pity the fool who, oh. doesn't, who doesn't get that money. I I pity him. <laughs> Speaking of dropping bombs, three bad games are getting packaged into one game <laughs> and released for the Switch. Okay, yeah, I, I guess that gag's over. So, uh, oh, so, because I started doing it. So yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> the rule of three, Sean. So, uh, collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. It's funny that you said what you just said. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend is a digital collection of uh, Final Fantasy Legends one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, which are just the Saga Frontier games for the Game Boy repackaged, I think, as Saga uh, games, aren't they? Yeah, just uh, the... Um, yeah, in Japan, these games were called Saga 1, Saga 2, and Saga 3. Right. Not Saga Frontier. Or, those, right, right, those right. Those are yeah. different. Yeah. Saga Frontier was the one that I had for the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny that you just say that they're like three bad RPGs because... Uh, because first off, uh, the Saga games, mm -hmm. uh, the is, including the original like Game Boy releases, are considered to be like hidden gems in the RPG community. Uh, yeah, I should say that that's a very subjective opinion of mine. I had um, Final Fantasy Legends 2 uh, uh, for the Game Boy as a kid. And even at that time, when I would play really shitty games happily, I remember thinking that that game was bad. <laughs> 
Um, like it was, uh, there were, there were just a lot of kind of old RPG problems with it. Like you want to attack enemy A, it dies before your attack goes off. So you don't do anything with your turn. Right. Like that kind of thing just happened a lot. Yeah. And at that point I had been playing Earthbound. I had been, you know, like playing like other RPGs. Right. And so to me, it just seemed like old and terrible. Saga games have always been kind of an acquired taste, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always been kind of archaic, sure. especially in relation to when they came out. Right. Um, and they've always been kind of janky, mm-hmm. but they also have always had interesting ideas underneath that jank. Okay. And a community of people who... Uh, who insist that <laughs> if you if you stick with it and, like... and you know, look beneath the jank, there is something of, like, true and extraordinary value in those games. I mean, you know, as a guy who likes the old tank controls rather than evil games and shit like that, I can certainly appreciate that feeling. Right. Um, But I will say that, you know, my experience with Saga has not been especially positive. For those of you who really like it, go nuts. Get this collection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this was actually, like, uh, the Saga, yeah, the Saga collection... A collection of saga final fantasy legend right uh might have actually been the most excited i got during hmm. this direct like i thought this was the coolest announcement and part of that is that oh cool like like these games haven't been remastered ever sure and the fact that it's getting a localized release is also really cool uh it also has like some quality of life updates like a high speed mode right that seems really nice for a game like that oh yeah uh but the thing that got me most excited is just the fact that hey you know, Square Enix sure has been going back to their archives and remastering and remaking a lot of their old games. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is just a trademark from about a year or so ago mm-hmm. for the Japanese-only Super Nintendo Squaresoft RPG live alive ah it returns to live alive (laughs) as it always does with daniel (laughs) which was one of like uh back when you know i was getting really into like fan translations and stuff like that that era where i was a kid who couldn't afford to get my own games what was like you know sure i was checking out like yeah these these fan translated emulations of... yeah we, we were probably on like aeongenesis.com around the same time yeah you know, right getting into that thing yeah and live alive was like one of my favorites in in that period of discovery oh man speaking of janky old games that i hate <laughs> <laughs> i did not have the same experience with live alive that you did <laughs> uh like it's funny, I recommended it to, like, two people, basically, you and our, our other mutual friend, Tommy. Yeah, and, and, I, if, I, and if you actually look on my YouTube channel, uh, Tommy and I played a chunk of it together. Yeah. Uh, and released several videos involving that experience. Right, and and then you both got a couple hours in, and then the Let's Play ended because you never wanted to touch the game again. Yeah. While Tommy went home and started the game over and beat the entire thing over the course of like two days, which is something I never managed to do. Right. I never beat that game. I wow. got like really close to the end, uh, but there was kind of a, a difficulty curve thing that kind of sure. that kind of spanked me. But I think like Saga, Live Life is kind of an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that just has oh there's so much that's really incredible about live alive it's i mean it's my understanding that part of why i didn't like it is that i essentially so live alive is a game where there's what eight different characters you can play as i think yes uh seven different characters you can play as and i tried like the two or three shittiest ones basically (laughs) is is my understanding of how that went like later i was talking to tommy about it he said like well you know in this chapter and that chapter they do these cool things it's too bad that you played as the cowboy where you have to set traps and the game gives you no input on whether the place where you're putting the traps is a good or bad place to put them. <laughs> so you lose and the ninja where it sucks. I, I don't remember that the, one very well. The The cowboy one's very obtuse. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked the ninja one when I played through it actually, okay. but there are a couple of, a couple of character paths in that game, which I think you would love mm-hmm. and you never played those. You, right. Yeah. And I yeah. know it's uh Either you or Tommy said the robot one I would really like. Uh, you, I forget which of us said it, but you really, you would really like the robot one, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I'll revisit it again and it'll be a complete revelation at some point. But yeah. yeah I mean, if, maybe if they remaster it, for instance, yeah, if, I think is what you were leading towards. Yes. Oh, God. Like, just any kind of re-release of that game, whether it's just like, here's the Super Nintendo game again. Right. Uh, just, just translated. <laughs> Uh, God, I, yeah, I would buy that immediately. What show, I, show it to my fiance, I show mean, it to you. The dream would be for, like, the Trials of Mana team to just go nuts. Which is what I, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a tro- yeah, if the Trials team, if their next remake was just Live Alive, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be fucking rad. Yeah. Potentially. Like, I, I know that some of the changes they made to the Trials of Mana remake were kind of divisive, and I, I don't know if... They would make a change to the whole live life sure. thing that I would hate, but um, as long as they fix the cowboys thing, I don't care what they do. <laughs> yeah, if, if they just add a tutorial to the cowboy trap <laughs> thing, then that could be really cool, right? You know, um, for example, I could see a remake where they just like do away with like the grid based like battle system, hmm. and like that could either be cooler. Or or not, or not cool, yeah. Depending on what they sure. replace it with, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, Live Life's good. It's it's it's, it's a cool game. I'm glad you had that experience with it. <laughs> that's that's the best thing I can say about it. <laughs> I don't like that game. Did what's the other? Did you did you do the martial artist one? Or I might you... have just done the cowboy and the ninja. Yeah, and then decided to write the game off. <laughs> No, that that is a bad that is a bad start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cow, Cowboys, your first pick is is bad. I started with the the martial artist one that was basically just kind of like Street Fighter the RPG, where it's mm-hmm. just several one on one battles for a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hope Live Live gets the localized release because like I'd love to revisit that game, and if it came out here. Then it would be because it's the first U.S. release, the first official U.S. release of that game, it'd be mm-hmm. eligible for Game of the Year shit. Ah, uh, true. If I play it and it's still good, right? You know? Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I like the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend announcement for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with collection of Saga. <laughs> sure. Um, but I do also appreciate that the Saga series is kind of, uh, getting a bit more of a Western presence because a lot of Saga games. Uh, just never made it out of Japan. Sure, and uh, and it's cool to see that weird series get a bit more attention from Square Enix International. Yeah, you know, for people that like it, it's it's uh, it's great for people who might you know kind of enjoy a, a quirkier RPG experience. Yeah, I've I've heard that uh like Saga Scarlet Grace mm-hmm. uh released for the Switch. Right. Um, 
is like one of the best RPGs ever, mm. you know. Okay. And I'm and you know some of this comes from people that are already saga fans. Sure, sure. Uh so that's there's a grain of salt there, but I've I've been really interested to try it out. So And I will say that I I did like Saga Frontier, which I had for the PlayStation. Okay. Which I think I borrowed that from a friend and then just never gave it back, which is something that people did in the early two thousands. <laughs> um but yeah, I there there like there was a chapter you could play as a vampire, there was a chapter where you were like a Super Sentai guy. Just kind of a very interesting and kind of disparate selection of stories you could participate in. Ooh. Kind of like Live Alive if it were good, I is how I would describe <laughs> Saga Frontier. Live Alive was fact. good, Sean. <laughs> Live Alive was good. I really hope Live Alive comes out. So I, I hope that you get to have the experience of you know playing I, a game officially. I hope everyone listening plays it and roasts you for your <laughs> bad opinion. Uh, we'll see who roasts who. <laughs> You've already been wrong once this episode, Sean. I'm prepared to be wrong again. <laughs> uh, speaking of rhythm games, <laughs> Just Dance 2021. Woo! Uh, it's yeah. We we just, know what this is at this point. Yeah, it's Just Dance. We got a trailer for another Just Dance game. Yep. Uh, the the song playing in the trailer was Dance Monkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how does that go again? Beep, 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 booty, dooty, doo. I've actually never heard this full song before because I don't work in retail. And so yeah. there isn't a radio playing at the office where I work. It makes me, makes me, makes me want to cry. <laughs> oh, I wish that you could all see Daniel shimmying right now as he <laughs> sings this song. Ooh. <laughs> ah, <come laughs> uh, I wish I knew more of the lyrics of that song. Or maybe I don't. I don't think you need to. <laughs> you've, you've got the spirit of it and that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm a little confused, but I've got the spirit. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, I just dance. Uh Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Yeah, this was the announcement that excited me the most. Oh, really? Yeah, because I have and love Puyo Puyo Tetris 1. I played it extensively cool. for a long period of time. You'd, you'd be down for a sequel? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I really like the sort of titular mode where you're just swapping between a Puyo Puyo screen and a Tetris screen at the same time as your opponent. Yeah. It's very frantic and fun, and I'm I'm definitely down for more of that. With, and there's like new modes and stuff, you know, there's stuff to look forward to. So, yeah. Nice. I'm picking that up. Cool. I'm glad. Thank uh, you. And then, uh, and then uh, they were like, here's the end of the direct, and here's a montage of games. Right. The montage was Minecraft Dungeons Creeping Winter DLC, Winter mm-hmm. 2020, uh, Jump Force Deluxe Edition, August 28th, mm-hmm. Captain Tsubasa, Rise of New Champions, August 28th, mm-hmm. and uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, August 27th. Yeah. Uh, you know, all games we've kind of seen before. Sure. No, uh, no real new information on any of those games. I am looking forward to Captain Tsubasa, actually. I kind of want to pick that game up at some point. Nice. Um, I've got the Crystal Chronicles demo on my Switch now. Oh, nice. And I started it up, but it was just very, like, into its own lore, and I didn't have the patience to get through character creation. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to revisit that later when yeah. I'm in more of a patient mood. The general vibe I get online is that the remaster kind of ruins the way the game is played. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I guess I guess we'll I'll we'll find see. out for myself. Yeah. But yeah, then then the partner showcase ended. Like mm-hmm. it, it end like I think so when 
when I first watched the partner showcase, I was kind of underwhelmed, right? Sure. And I think it's because it ends on such like a like a like it ends on such a flat note, <laughs> yeah. right? It just ends with a montage of of games with no exciting announcements for them. And I feel like that was partially a response to the fact that there was no montage the last time they did a partner showcase, mm. but the Japanese version had a montage, and that made the whole thing a bit more exciting to sure. people. Um, so like, okay, fine, here's your montage, and the <laughs> montage is boring. Yeah. And then they did no more. There was no one last thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think if they had placed the montage a bit earlier, you know. Right, and then stuck fucking something. Yeah, I there. that's another problem. I think there's nothing here that's like one last thing quality yeah it's one last thing tier yeah um so i kind of get why i guess i kind of get why they just ended with a montage um but that disappointing finish is kind of unfortunate because i think upon reflection there were some announcements here that were pretty cool Mm -hmm. uh like yeah just some neat little announcements yeah uh, so you know, no blockbusters, but there was definitely stuff that's like, oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll pick that up, or yeah. I'm interested in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm picking up Fuser. I'm picking up Mom. Um, <laughs> you know, from the airport when she visits. Right. That's not true. My mom's dead. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you you bet you knew this already. I've been sorry for a long time, and I still am. Uh. I'll be picking up Kingdom Hearts, right. the rhythm game. And yeah, like not not a bad partner showcase. And at the end, they said, stay tuned for more partner showcases later this year. Right. Uh, so what do you think the next one will be, Sean? You go first. <laughs> I think we could see another one as early as this month. Okay. I, I, I feel like partner showcases might just be like a nice monthly little thing that Nintendo does. I actually, as like a joke, was going to be like, I think it's going to be in September, but actually that's what you, you really think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. I yeah. think I think September or October. I think October at the latest. Okay. Well, the next one. I'll just double down on what I did before and say October. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think there's a decent chance of October because I also think... That there will be, like, a proper Nintendo Direct, either mm-hmm. this month or next month. Okay. Um, for reasons that maybe I'll delve into once we've once we've hashed out all the Mario stuff. Oh. But, yeah, I... Basically, I think there'll, there will be another Nintendo thing happening this month, mm-hmm. and then a Nintendo thing happening next month. And the the two things... Are a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase and an actual Nintendo Direct. Okay. And whichever, like, whichever month we get one, we'll get the other in a different month. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so either Partner Showcase in September, actual Direct in October, or the other way around. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. And I can elaborate slightly more later. Okay. Um, But uh, we might as well throw some Partner Showcase predictions out for the next one. Sure. So, I think... Much like last time, uh, next time we'll include things we predicted previously that <laughs> didn't make it into this one. Yeah. Uh, so games we predicted for the previous two partner showcases that haven't showed up in a partner showcase yet. Uh, Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. I think this is. I think this will be at a partner showcase. Yes, I Who agree. Who knows which one, but I think it'll be in a partner showcase and it'll shadow drop when it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
in that case i don't think it'll be in the next one if, okay. if shadow dropping is contingent on it being in a partner showcase okay because it seems like a lot of the updates from the apex team have been like we're working on it it's coming along you know like yeah. there hasn't really been the kind of definitive like it's almost done yeah i yeah i don't know i think they'll uh like because apex legends is the kind of thing where i don't think we'll get like a trailer for it and okay. like some media built up before it comes out sure like we know a, we know what apex legends is yeah yeah so when the switch version is ready they can just be like here it is you can play it now right just just based on the things that they've said you know the kind of insights that we've gotten into how the port's going i just don't think it's ready yet i see to be I sh- see. to be shadow dropped okay i see uh, we also uh, predicted Bounty Battle. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will be at a partner showcase. Okay. Um, I no longer, yeah, I'm dropping that as a prediction. Fair. Bravely Default 2. Yeah. I think this will also be at the next one. Yeah, I, I, that seems right because it's coming out in December, isn't it? So that's quite soon. Uh, no, it's, it has. it still has an unspecified 2020 release date. Oh, okay. Which could be delayed. Sure. But yeah, I think... I think, yeah, it'll show up at the next partner showcase and it'll get like a November, December release date. Okay. Or 20 or 2021. I could, sure. I could see it getting delayed at this point. Yeah. This has been a hard year to make video games. Oh, yes. Uh, Disco Elysium. Yeah. I see a shot of this, but uh, it's, it's probably one of the less likely ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I, I think it could show, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. Sure. Uh, no More Heroes 3. I, I think... Maybe not the next partner showcase. Okay. But I think No More Heroes 3 will be an A partner showcase yeah. before the end of the year. And it'll be a video where Travis Touchdown makes fun of the fact that they're going to have to delay the game. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, we said 2020, <laughs> but we were stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that. Like, oh, you thought it was going to come out in 2020? Even I knew it wasn't going to happen. So just, just mm-hmm. Travis touched on, yeah, just like... Self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah, just tongue-in-cheek. Sort of uh, um, like, a, like a diet Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Travis touched on is kind of a diet Deadpool. <laughs> it's a diet Deadpool that respects women much less. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know... That's exactly the change that a person with any sense would make to Deadpool. So, <laughs> great. Good. Uh, Bayonetta 3. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not yeah. Bayonetta 3. Kind of a coin toss, I feel like. Yeah, I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. But also they might save that for like a direct proper at this point. Sure. Um, and that's like, that's six games, mm-hmm. right? And we we just said that we thought that like up to... Like, we have some confidence that up to three of them will be in the next partner yeah. showcase. So I, I feel like I want to add a few. Okay. So here are my other partner showcase predictions. All right. Digimon Survive. Ah. This one I'm I'm very confident about at this okay. point. Like, Digimon Survive was supposed to come out 2020. Sure. And we haven't heard shit about it all year. Like, <laughs> uh, correction, we, we have, we've seen gameplay of it. We've mm-hmm. seen, like, character trailers. But we haven't gotten a release date all year. Yeah. And they've actually been pretty quiet about it for about the last half year. Okay. Probably as people realizing, wait, it's <laughs> supposed to come out 2020. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it'll be at the next partner showcase because a Nintendo-focused showcase is absolutely where Digimon deserves to be. Um, like Digimon is Digimon Survive is coming out for all sorts of platforms, mm-hmm. but I feel like Digimon Survive makes so much more sense at a Nintendo Direct than it would at like a State of Play or an Xbox yeah. Xbox showcase. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think we'll see it next time, and I think they'll be like, yeah, it's coming out twenty twenty one, right? Like early twenty twenty one, like Q one. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out, but we don't know when the Switch port is coming out yet. Right. So I think they'll just show that off and announce that. Okay. Uh, and I think that'll happen in the next one. And this one's kind of kind of a long shot, but uh, a maybe a uh, World's End Club. All right. Which is uh. Which is by Tokyo Games. Uh, mm. That's the team formed by uh, by the creator of Danganronpa and the creator of Zero Escape. Right. And this is kind of their their big collaborative project, which is uh, a, about a bunch of kids with special abilities <laughs> that are trapped in some kind of death game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I think maybe like that just came out for Apple Arcade. Okay. This month, um, and it's it has like an early 2021 release date for the Switch, mm-hmm. so I could see them just showing it for the Switch. Okay. And being like, yeah, here's a specific early 2021 release date for it. Sure. That that's a maybe. I'm more confident about Doom Eternal and Digimon Survive. That's fair. Yeah. So I guess like, if I'm going to like nail down like specifically the next lineup, mm-hmm. uh, the the lineup for the next partner showcase. Uh, it would be Apex Legends, Barely Default 2, No More Heroes 3, mm-hmm. Digimon Survive, and Doom Eternal. A montage, and something I wasn't expecting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Cool! Uh, yeah! 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 So, that's... <laughs> that's the partner showcase... Uh, anything you want to talk about in regards to it before? Did you have any predictions? I'll make an anti-prediction, which is that I don't think there will be a Switch exclusive Monster Game, Monster Hunter game, uh, showcased in any way in this showcase. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, because the energy that I've gotten from like you know the Monster Hunter devs lately has basically just been like, yeah, we're just getting started on something for the Switch. <laughs> so, like, yeah, my, my, my the dream has died. I think also uh, partner showcases uh, are kind of smaller announcements anyway. Right. I think Monster Hunter 5 would be too big an announcement for a yeah, partner showcase. Yeah, unless it was, like, Monster Hunter Stories 2 or something. Yeah, you know, I, could, maybe, I could see that. that yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think anything involving the Monster Hunter brand will show up. Yeah, because this one did have some surprises. This, mm-hmm. this this last one did have some new game announcements, but they were all smaller scale. Yeah. Um. So actually, like, in terms of new announcements, I could see them... I could see the next one maybe being like, yeah, here's the Live Alive remaster. Sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. If it's a Live Alive remake, I feel like they'd save that for something else. But yes. if it was a Live Alive remaster... I can see that at the next partner showcase. Sure. All right. So that was the partner showcase. And then just a few days ago, as of this recording, right. we got the Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary direct. Yeah. By, by the way, both the partner showcase and this Mario direct didn't get like a, hey, this is going to happen in two days. <laughs> set, set some time aside on your schedule for, right. for this to debut at this time. Uh, I just woke up in the morning. It's like, the video's here. <laughs> Here's a here's a Mario Direct. Good morning. Nintendo's wild, man. They do whatever they want. They do do whatever they want. Yeah, like actually, like I like you know, I woke up, I checked my Twitter feed, and it's like, oh, Mario Direct, cool. Uh, I 
that I guess that's happening soon. And then I scrolled up and like saw the first announcement of the Mario Direct. I'm like, wait, scroll down. It's out. <laughs> it's not happening later. It's out. And right. then I had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> and like, like you know, like woke up. Avery is like, hey, there's there's a Mario Direct. You want to watch it with me, or do you want to? You want do you want me to go into the living room and watch right. it myself? And she's like, uh, <laughs> put it on. <laughs> and we watch it together. That's cute. Yeah, it is very cute. You guys are a good couple. You should get married or something. Maybe. <laughs> I should put some kind of ring on it. Or have I already? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know what that was. So It was good. Thank you. Yeah. The 35th anniversary direct had many mario announcements yes so we'll as go, you would expect yeah so we'll go in an order of announcement the thing they started with was the super mario bros game and watch a new little game and watch handheld mm-hmm. uh that includes super mario bros one and uh the lost levels yeah uh, is a clock has 35 easter eggs because it's the 35th anniversary uh includes a mario version of game and watch ball right and is coming out uh november 13th with a limited production right meant to be kind of a collector's item yeah particularly. um yeah it's as a neat little thing mm-hmm. i don't think i'm getting it me neither but it's neat yeah yeah good. you know for the people who are into that kind of thing who want some nintendo memorabilia yeah. absolutely yeah fantastic for diehard mario and nintendo fans yes like cool cool little thing um super mario 3d world and bowser's fury um yeah it's a re-release of super mario 3d world for mm-hmm. the wii u uh and it and like you know it showed that game in a trailer um the game sped up by like 30 percent like that, that got confirmed later also like okay. yeah, the, the game's just it just plays faster well i you know fine yeah <laughs> um but was that a complaint about the original release like oh this is too slow uh, it it was kind of floaty and and slow paced, yeah. Okay. But but uh, I I didn't really get like a complaint vibe from that. Most right. people just kind of accepted that. Sure. And now the yeah now this version is just like faster. Okay. Um and uh and then like the trailer ended with just a teaser of like this big ass world, like bigger than yeah. most like three D world levels, uh, almost more of a Mario Odyssey vibe actually. Mm-hmm. And then just Cat Mario sitting in front of like a rusted uh like monument of like the cat bell power right. up uh implying that like this like we're about to get some some cat power up lore <laughs> the deep legends of cat uh the expansion is called Bowser's Fury mm-hmm. Bowser hates cats i mean i feel like there might be some kind of connection to the way that super mario 3d world ends and not just Bowser hates cats. He the only thing he hates more than Mario is cats. <laughs> He's allergic. They just bother him. Uh-huh. You know, he prefers the affection of a dog. And so uh, he's furious about cats and he destroyed the world in that trailer. This is the cat lore. So it's coming out February 12th, <laughs> yeah. 2021. Uh yeah. 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 Yeah, I you know I always wanted to check out 3D World when it was initially released because people liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, it was kind of regarded as like a return to form. Yeah, I think for 3D Mario, and so so yeah, I'm uh, maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah, and it was one of the glaring like you know remaining games on the Wii U that right. had been ported over to the Switch. Yeah, 
Yeah, really, at this point, all that's left is, like... Xenoblade Chronicles X. Xenoblade Chronicles X and games that could not be ported from the Wii right. U, like Game and Wario and uh, yeah. Nintendo Land. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine that Nintendo Land is going to stay on the Wii U forever. <laughs> I, I had a decent time with that game. I don't have fond memories of it. We played it together. Yeah, and we have different opinions about it as we did many things. You you don't you don't cherish the memories that we shared? I cherish many memories that we share. <laughs> I don't cherish the memory of playing Nintendo Land, which was a mediocre game. <laughs> there were a couple of them that were cool. I liked the Mario Tag thing. I remember there was a Pikmin game I liked. That was about all. Oh yeah, that yeah. That was about it. Yeah. The Luigi's Mansion game? So so again, just to reiterate my overall overarching point, I do not have particularly fond memories of playing Nintendo Land. Takamaru's Castle? I wish I could make it clearer to you <laughs> what I'm trying to say here. Uh, fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, lo- looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, hope. Xenoblade Chronicles X makes it over someday. Me too. Then they announced Super Mario Bros. 35. Yeah. Uh, it's like Tetris 99, but instead of 99, it's 35. And instead of Tetris, <laughs> it's Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Looks uh, looks alright. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try it. It comes out October 1st, free uh, if you're a Nintendo Switch Online member. Mm-hmm. And unplayable if you're not a Nintendo Switch <laughs> Online member. Right. Uh, and this is the uh, the first game... That's going back into the Mario Vault. <laughs> uh, yep. uh, there's there's uh, there's at least one more in the presentation mm-hmm. uh, that this happens to. But yes, uh, Super Mario Bros. 35 will be available starting October 1st. But then uh, March 31st, 2021, it will no longer be available to be played in any capacity. Yeah, and I... I'll talk more about my feelings about this general business practice later in this this discussion. I guess that's fair, yeah. But just, I would like to say that I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, like, you know, I get it. They're trying to drive up Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, and what better or more effective way to do that than with, release with a, a like... game with limited access window. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I guess to me, just the video games as a medium like they're they're made in such a way that you should be able to you know get them and then enjoy them and then share them with your friends share them with your children yeah and the idea that there's just like this this little window where like you cannot continue to play this game after march 31st is really stupid to me i'm a big fan of games preservation yes exactly and uh and although we couldn't exactly see stuff like this coming, mm-hmm. like, like situations this specific. Yeah. Uh, a general feeling that stuff like this could happen was a big reason I kind of resisted the the digital-only zeitgeist mm-hmm. for the longest time. Yes. Like, I'm basically on board now. Like, I'm mostly digital on my Switch I mean, you, and all you, my you, other platforms. You were dragged kicking and screaming to oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's so many games now that, like... That like cannot be legally obtained anymore because mm-hmm. they they were digital only releases and then they were delisted, right? Right. Yeah, I'm I, I'm just yeah I'm j- I'm generally not a fan. I I don't like the fact that 
that games can just disappear now. Sure. It's, it's not, it's not a cool part of the industry. <laughs> and, you know, I, like, I think that, um, I've been a proponent of, you know, being able to buy games digitally for a long time. And this was, this was kind of a, we were, we were at loggerheads about this for a, for a decent period of our oh, lives. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say that I, you know, I don't think that these bad practices are a necessary component of the experience of purchasing games digitally. Right. They're just like the way that they are because of capitalism and greed. Like, yeah. you know, like to me, like the, the suggestion that, you know, this idea of kind of a limited run game is, is necessarily part of the digital, di- the digital experience is kind of like if, you know, if someone were to say like, Oh, well, you know, communism never works because of this, that, and the other thing. When in reality, like the, a lot of the things they're criticizing aren't necessarily endemic to the idea of having a government that is communist. Sure, but this this whole like the digital games market started in a system that was capitalist. So right. I, I think the worries that it would turn into this were you know were valid. Uh, no, yeah, that's not unfair. Yeah, but yeah, more more on that later because <laughs> because yeah, it's. Yeah, more more on that later. Yeah. Uh they then announced Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh a game where it, it's funny actually the the low amount of details we have about this mm-hmm. at this stage. But basically, no, I I was definitely I was watching that trailer and thinking to myself like okay, this is how when they're going to explain how this works. Yeah. This is when they're surely now they'll explain <laughs> how this works and then they never did. Yeah. They showed a trailer of Two kids putting a Mario Kart, like, RC car in their living room. And then, like, creating a course on their Switch. And then, like, control, like, basically, the RC car had a little camera on it. And then the RC car just moved around (laughs) the living room in real life. While the video game, like, kind of showed the living room from the camera's perspective. Yeah. And, you know, like a CG Mario, like driving in kind of a first person, mm-hmm. like over the shoulder style perspective. Yeah. Uh, and then like a, and then they put a Luigi car in there and they raced and did the whole power ups thing. And yeah, it's, 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 it's Mario Kart using your living room as a track. This is the most excited I've been about something that I will never buy, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Because normally my instinct is like, oh, this is cool. I want to get it. Right. And with this, it's more like, oh, this is such a great concept. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. This is so cool. Kids are going to love this. Yeah. It's such a great idea. And just who, who's going to get to play this is my question. (laughs) Like, like who in 2020 has a living room <laughs> with enough space for a Mario Kart track. Oh, I it. mean, if I got this and I was 10 years old, you know, my uh, my family kind of we always lived in quite small houses because we were poor <laughs> for a period of our lives. Right. Uh when my parents were both going back to school, uh I mean, if I had gotten this when I was like 10 years old, the track would have gone like from my bedroom into the living room into the bathroom and then right. back out, you know. Yeah, but was was your bedroom, living room, etc., were they all tile floor? Um, maybe. Oh. Oh, yeah. Or, or like hardwood, probably. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, New New York, right? Well, no, or in Florida, yeah. So it would have been, I know it wasn't, the the particular house I'm thinking of wasn't carpet. It was like, uh, it was like, uh, what's that material called? 
not tile, but like with the kind of laminate flooring, like vinyl flooring. Okay. Yeah. So theoretically, it could have worked. Okay. But it, there yeah. is, a, you know, your, your point uh, that there is kind of an accessibility problem here is a valid point. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's. It's. Um. It, it seems like such a product specifically for rich people with like big houses it's gonna be priced for rich yeah people, i'm uh, sure probably oh yeah this will probably be like how what what's the price what What do you think it's gonna cost two hundred dollars for two cars okay yeah and you know the software and whatever else yeah i'd, I'd say somewhere between 150 and and 200 if it comes packaged with both cars yeah i could also see something like like a hundred and twenty dollar package with just Mario, mm. and then you buy a Luigi car for sure. sixty dollars. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, like sixty to eighty dollars. Um, I'm really curious about um, the sort of logistics. Like, I wonder if, like, I'm, I'm assuming it must be the case that you'll get some kind of RC thing that you attach to your Switch that controls the car. Yeah, like, there's no way the Switch can do that natively, right? I wouldn't think Bluetooth. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I think the Switch supports Bluetooth. It does, yeah. I, well, well, no. No, because I had to get a dongle to use my Bluetooth headphones with it. So, oh. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it has that functionality and it just is only used for certain things. But I, it does, I, it think it, I think it might be that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't natively. Or I, not, you know, with, like, random apps. Yeah, like, I think it does have Bluetooth functionality, but it, it doesn't have, like, free-form Bluetooth functionality. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Like, I think it has a capability for Bluetooth in it, but... but <laughs> But it uses Bluetooth how it wants to, not how you want right, to. Right, for the controllers, I think, are, are Bluetooth. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. it's more of a Bluetooth tasting menu than a buffet. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, maybe it'll have the same kind of wireless controller technology that the Joy-Cons sure. use, you know, yeah. But that's coming out October 16th. Yeah, that's soon. Yeah, that's next month. That's six weeks from now. That's honestly, like, I mean, if I had been doing this, I probably would have had that be the one more thing thing and then had a, a detailed explanation of how it worked. Yeah, that's know? not a bad point. That's not a bad point. This, I mean, this is cool, but that was a weird announcement. Yeah, I agree. So then they just announced a bunch of uh, Mario 35th anniversary events. Right. Uh... You can complete my Nintendo surveys to get pins from now until the end of March 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a event in Mario Kart Tour that allows you to play as, uh, that allows you to unlock like a a Super Nintendo sprite of Mario from Super Mario Kart or Donkey Kong Jr. from Super Mario Kart. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's that's starting September 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be selling merchandise to the Nintendo New York store starting in October. Shouldn't be selling anything at a store right now. Uh, they, they're also selling it online, I think. Oh, well, that's good. Though. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like if, if uh, you know, the, yeah, that's have, having like having like deals and sales at stores just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you're yeah, if you're in like for a limited place, time, everybody crowded to the store in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like online maybe online orders that'd be cool yeah but yeah yeah that's yeah yeah uh, it's not over yet guys nope as much as everybody's pretending it is which is astounding to me but whatever well a lot of people are for a lot of people it just is at this point <laughs> if you're not in the united states it right. might actually be over that's true 35th anniversary super mario maker 2 ninji speedruns course right in november um 
later this year, there'll be a Smash Bros. tournament featuring Mario character stages and items. There's your Smash uh, Bros. content for this Smashing Theory podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hope you enjoyed it, because it's gone. There'll be a Splatoon Splatfest in January 2021, with uh, keychains available as a My Nintendo reward, and uh, physical t-shirts were shadow dropped on the Nintendo Store site. Cool. Um, The Splatfest is, would you prefer... Uh, to have super size from a super mushroom or invincibility from a superstar. <laughs> I love that they're still doing splat occasional splat fest yeah. for marketing purposes. That's cool. That's that a cool, is cool use of that system. What what would you pick? I would choose the super mushroom uh, because I just you know I think that you get more utility out of that for a longer period of time in most cases as opposed to the star which is a very limited amount of utility. I would also pick the super mushroom. We're yeah. very practical, pragmatic people, Daniel. I mean, I mean it's also because I'm five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. If yeah. I if I did a super mushroom, I would destroy this house. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'd just be able to reach like the top shelf finally right. of, of our cabinets. Hey, Sean, can you get this? Uh, never mind. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Uh, and the, and one of the last, uh, event announcements they made was that there's going to be Mario themed furniture in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Love that. Starting March, 2021. Uh, yeah, that's a long time from now, but still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very good. Um, and we can also assume that there'll be other like franchise events in Animal Crossing over sure. time. I'm sure there'll be a Zelda thing. Mario just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Isabel, and I'm here to announce a new villager has come to stay on the island. Hoo-hoo! It's a me! I'm living in your house! One thing that uh, that Animal Crossing New Leaf did that was cool was that if you scanned a certain Zelda amiibo into your 3DS, you could just unlock different zelda characters as animal crossing villagers uh, like you could get epona as a horse villager oh, or ganon as a pig villager that's cool uh medley as a as a little bird is like a duck villager i think okay yeah um i like that so like you know you could have like i don't know is, is lizard villa villager an archetype is lizard uh, i don't think so actually yeah that, this guy bummer is like how maybe they could put yoshi in there <laughs> Uh, there should be lizard villagers. That's a great idea for a villager type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've you know, there's lizards around. There's Flick and well, right, and, yeah, and yeah, and the the old lizard from back Ooh, in the day, Flick's dad. Yeah, who who knows what the relationship is there? <laughs> Flick's way older brother. <laughs> Take over for me, bro. <laughs> and then yeah, so. Yeah, looking forward to Animal Crossing. Said no, I don't think Mario's literally going to show up in Animal Crossing. Waste my Charles Martinet, the whole. <laughs> I give you a trash can <laughs> <laughs> with an M on it. <laughs> and then they showed some more merchandise, mm-hmm. like uh, Super Mario sixty four themed RS Dreamer athletic shoes. Cool, September fourth. Uh, black milk Mario fashion, very very cute, like <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of take on the Mario overalls. No, I, I remember seeing that and thinking like, oh, Amy Lee could you know get that and pull that off. A- Amy Lee and I saw that, and <laughs> and Amy Lee was like, I kind of want that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like I could I could see me wearing that actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
the the Hasbro uh, Mario board games are Monopoly and Mario Jenga available now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack's uh, big posable talking Mario figure uh, available now, and cool. uh, the Lego Mario stuff available right. now. Yeah. So they showed off all that, and then they went back into the some game-related announcements. Yes. Such as uh, Super Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo shadow-dropping for Super Nintendo Online. I played a little bit of that the other day. Oh, how'd that go? Good. You know, I I've, I didn't have that game myself, but, like, I had friends who had it, so I've played it before. Yeah. And yeah, I just, like, I think that, uh, I think it's a really good release. Like, it's just, I to me, that's kind of the definitive version of Super Mario 3, you know? Huh, that's, that's funny, uh... I know some people online like hate that version of Super Mario Bros. 3 and consider it inferior. They can get fucked. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I really like that uh that collection. I think it's good. Yeah. I I I don't I don't know exactly why. I feel I'm like... I'm sure it's something like, you know, the 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 physics were slightly different or Yeah, you know, I I think it is something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um And speaking of Super Mario All-Stars, <laughs> Uh, they did their final announcement. Yep. And, uh, it was an announcement that's been rumored for many months. Yes. Uh, I believe we both said that we believed the rumor and that we thought it would happen. Mm-hmm. And here it is, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yes, indeed. Uh, remasters of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, all on one little package for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh... Like, um, Super Mario 64 has been cleaned up. Sunshine has been expanded into a widescreen format. That's cool. Galaxy lets you do the little star thing with Joy-Cons instead of a uh, remote. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they've all, you know, they all look a little better. Um, it, the game has a music player mode. Cool. And it's coming out September 18th, 2020, including a physical release later this month. Mm-hmm. This is like the quickest-ass turnaround I've seen <laughs> for a retail Nintendo game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and uh, and it will stay available until the end of March 2021 when it goes back into the Mario Vault physically and digitally. And I hate that. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, like... Like I, th- I think this is a bad tactic, right? Yeah, it's 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 greedy and and it's sneaky and like it, it's it's just there's no real reason those games shouldn't be available indefinitely, right? Right, other than this this fabricated like this artificial scarcity, yeah, this artificial scarcity, right? And the the most frustrating thing is is going to work. It's like that's that strategy is absolutely going to work. It's going to work on me. When I, (laughs) when I saw that announcement, Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, Oh, I, I don't think I'm going to get that at launch, but I, I think I'd like to get that someday. And then they're like, it will, you won't be able to get it at all after (laughs) March 31st, 2020. I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm getting it at launch. Yeah. I, the, this, you know, I'm I'm not super hot on the 3D Mario games anyway. Right. So whether or not I was going to get this game was already kind of in, you know a question. Right. Uh, this practice that they're doing is the you know the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. I'm not getting this collection because I don't want to encourage this. And I think that's valid. But yeah, for for me, it's like if like if there's if there's a point that I'll feel like playing Mario Galaxy in. <laughs> August 2021 I want to have access to it yeah. you know yeah so I'll I I will be getting it and that's frustrating mm-hmm. like like I'm going to be part of the problem this time <laughs> and generally I I like to try to not be that sure. you know I yeah I'm I'm generally 
I yeah, I I tend to try to not yeah. encourage shitty game practices. And yeah. you know, I mean, to be clear, I'm I'm not. I think that if you want to buy this game, you absolutely should. This yeah. is Nintendo's fault. I'm not blaming anybody other than whoever made this decision right. to do this limited release. Yeah. You know, to to sort of uh, jump back just, just a tiny bit to dip my toe back into the digital physical thing. Right. Like, I, I think that, you know, if you're making a game physically, and they are in this case as well, and that's nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's understandable that you're eventually going to stop making new copies of the game because yeah. there's a there's a cost overhead associated with it yeah and at a certain point you know you you can't just keep making game x because eventually people are not buying it and you're just wasting money yeah um with but yeah with a digital storefront there's no good reason there is no defensible reason to pull a stunt like this really when you release a game on a digital storefront it ought to remain on it uh, you know until the storefront shuts down i mean there is kind of the like it costs money to keep that shit online and all that but like mario 3d all-stars in particular would recoup those costs for its entire you know existence tenfold yeah there is no way that they would lose money on you know super mario 3d all-stars if they left it for the entire life cycle of the switch if it was available for purchase there's absolutely no way and um i don't know just like to me this feels like you know we the consumers and video games companies had a sort of like almost like a like an understanding that you know a game gets released digitally and unless there's like a licensing problem or some reason that it has, you know, legally that has to be be removed yeah. that, you know, it's going to be available until the online store shuts down. We, we had an accord, you yeah. know, there was an expectation here. I mean, it would be like if you went to Olive Garden and, and you know, you, you didn't get complimentary breadsticks anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like that level of a promise where you're like, no, this is how this works. At least... Nintendo was upfront about this. That's true. They they gave us the exact availability window <laughs> out the day out the door, right? No, that's true. Like up it, yeah. It's certainly true that you know, if if Mario came to my house and we were having a great time and then in 3 months he punched me in the face, if he did that by surprise, you know, I'd I'd rather that he came in and said, "Hello, Sean. In a 3 months I'm going to punch you in the face." <laughs> so I could like put it on my calendar and be prepared. Yeah, have a, uh, so, have a helmet ready. So there's a sense in which, yes, it it is nice that <laughs> he did that. Yeah, cuz but cause I preferred like, yeah. if Mario didn't punch me in the face at all. Yeah, uh obviously (laughs) but yeah like they they could have like you know a lot of companies when they do this shit like you know like it would have sucked for example if in february like they just released it in september i was like here here's a new video game and then in february they're like by the way you have (laughs) one month left to buy this yes that or worse on april 1st people log in super mario 3d all-stars isn't there anymore and they're like why it's like oh it's a limited time yeah yeah Yeah. that that's true that we do listed it those would be even worse business decisions, <laughs> you know, pra- practices than what they're doing now. That is, that is true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's also funny, like Nintendo does so many things just in the industry in general that like when they do those things, those things have been out of vogue for about <laughs> half a decade or more. Yeah. Because like you can you can see them kind of looking over at Disney, being like, "Oh, the Disney Vault. That's a, that's a way these guys make money. <laughs> right? That's pretty cool. Let's do a Mario uh-huh. Vault." And then like, and then like before they even open the Mario Vault, Disney's like, "Yeah, here's all of our shit on Disney Plus. We're not really doing the Disney uh-huh. Vault anymore." 
uh, you know, you don't get Song of the South because we're embarrassed by it, but that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. I, I will say that I, I do have, and I don't know how likely this is, I do have a slight concern in my mind that, like, you know, this is going to go, in terms of money, very well for Nintendo, and then yeah. Sony will start doing it next. Oh! You know? <laughs> and suddenly it'll be like, oh, you know, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, whatever, remastered edition, uh, only available for a limited time. Right, and which then, which would be up to Activision and not Sony. Well, but, you know, I, presumably there'd be some kind of arrangement between yeah, the two sure, of them. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, but that kind of thing, yeah. I... I, I I the God hope... of War anniversary collection. Oh, that would break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um I I just hope that, you know, this um does not become a really shitty trend. Like I hope the publicity they've been getting is bad enough. Yeah. Uh that that, you know, other companies don't decide to to do this too. But we'll I, see. Yeah. I I think maybe other companies won't do this too. But I do think it'll be a shitty trend that we see in other Nintendo franchises going. Oh, forward. absolutely, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think there's some other anniversaries coming up, mm-hmm. and that we might see some similar bullshit for those anniversaries. If they do this with the the Ike Fire Emblem games, I'll never forgive them. You know, <laughs> oh man, I like I wouldn't buy it, and I'd be so bitter that I, I wasn't that I you know my my ethics prevented me from yeah. buying it. I don't think they would do that with those uh Ike Fire Emblem games. I think I, I think basically we'd see this tactic reserved for Mario mm-hmm. and Zelda. Sure. And maybe Pokemon. Yeah. 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 That's and I can see it in, I can see them not doing that for Pokemon because Nintendo is not the only company that would have to sign off on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, you know possibly Kirby, but <laughs> but Kirby that's that, that's much lower, yeah. Yeah. Every cloud has a silver lining, as they say, you know, I guess since they are producing this physically as well, you could, in theory, you could skip out on buying this now. And since it's being produced physically, later buy it on eBay for $750 (laughs) and have it shipped to you from across the world. Yeah, to an extent, at least like the game preservation problem isn't as prevalent here. Sure. Because there there will be physical copies out and about. Yeah. Um. But uh, but still. But yeah, yeah I mean, e- even in that case, you know, the idea of like the average person getting their hands on it after this is delisted and they stop producing physical copies. I mean, it's just going to get harder over time, kind of exponentially. Yeah, uh, and, and, and frustrating. You're, and you're probably gonna have fucking like, you know, scalpers, scalpers yeah. buying up physical copies and making it even harder to get. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like. On you know on like release day practically it's going to be sold out and yeah. you, you know there will be listings for it from like sellers on Amazon that are dramatically marked up. Yeah, I do think that this October to March window is not the only time we'll have access to Super Mario All Stars mm, 3D. Right, I think they'll the, literally do the Disney Vault thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think they'll bring it back at some point. Ugh um like like if this if the switch is still like kicking yeah uh for super mario's 40th anniversary mm-hmm. they will absolutely do like a reprint <laughs> right yeah they'll do a reprint and like uh, make it available on the digital store for another six months uh, yeah I, think, I, hate, I hate this yeah i think that'll absolutely happen or, or maybe like yeah or maybe they'll just make it available briefly just like during certain Mario related events, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, we're releasing super Mario Odyssey two to celebrate. 
have Super Mario All-Stars <laughs> 3D for another three months. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, every now and then something will happen that just kind of makes me worried about the future of the games industry in little ways. <laughs> and, and this is one of those things. That's fair. I think the games industry has been careening toward the apocalypse for a long time at this point. But... I mean, a lot of things have been careening towards the apocalypse <laughs> for a little while now. Like society. Yeah, like like America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, in a vacuum, I am looking forward to Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, as is uh, my fiance Amy Lee. Nice. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine is her favorite Mario game, ah. so she's excited to to have access to that again. She also has a uh, uh, a nostalgic fondness for Super Mario sixty four. Nice. Uh, one that I lack because my <laughs> first my first time like playing a significant chunk of that game was when it came out for the Wii Virtual Console. Sure. I you know I had it for the N sixty four as a child, and I got tired of it quite quickly myself. <laughs> so. Huh. Yeah, maybe it's just your taste. I've never played more than like the first like half hour of Sunshine. I've beaten it, and <laughs> I just yeah, like I um, I didn't love uh like revisiting the same painting world over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like to me, the th- one of the things I enjoy about Mario is that you go to all these different locations and do you know these different like you know in Super Mario World for instance, like every level is a new experience, right? And then you know to just kind of like yep, here we are in Babam Battlefield again. Oh, but this time there's a little guy over there and he wasn't there before. Like oh, that, I, just, that, I wasn't super into it. Oh, that was a '64 thing, right? Yeah, you didn't like that about '64, right? Right, right. Yeah, I I thought you were still talking about Sunshine. Oh no 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 yeah, I was jumping back '64. Although I didn't like that about Sunshine either. No, <laughs> as, as right. it happens, I like Sunshine more than '64 probably, but still. Yeah, and it'll be nice to start galaxy again yes because galaxy was really cool and i only ever played a little bit of it sure yeah 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 i am sorry go ahead uh what were you gonna say i was just going to say that the biggest connection that i have to the galaxy you know kind of series is that um the soundtrack for two slaps there's so much good stuff in it good segue i I was gonna mention (laughs) Actually, sorry. Finish your. Finish I was just going to say that you know I've I've come to appreciate that independent of the game itself. I see. Well, good segue. Because, Whoa! Uh, I was going to mention. Uh, what do you think about the fact that Galaxy Two is not in this collection? Uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I don't know. Maybe they they felt like the three was enough and that's fine. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I feel like everybody likes Super Mario Galaxy Two more than the first one, right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of the vibe. Um. The vibe seems a bit more divisive these days. Okay. Yeah, like I, I feel like some some Mario Galaxy one purists have kind of mm. poked their heads out of the woodworks in in the past <laughs> while. Um, I just when you said that, I I literally imagined like dozens of angry Mario heads popping out of like the split between two boards of plywood. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> and then just all like just like staring at you. Your time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, that that seems like a slight bummer. Like maybe Galaxy Two wasn't necessary to this collection, but mm-hmm. it feels like it's missing. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, they're they're two they're they're two peas in a pod, you know. Yeah, and like I, I was actually wondering if they would release Galaxy Two as like DLC or an update, right? But because the game's only going to exist for six months, that they can. Yeah, that seems <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a me, Mario. I'm bringing you an update for a game you probably can't get anymore. <laughs> it's a old Super Mario Galaxy 2 beaming into your Switch. 
Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Great. Uh, any any more thoughts about 3D All Stars? I'm not getting it, and that's too bad. Yeah, I'm getting it, and that's also too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Then they ended the uh, the direct with a montage. Okay. Uh, and funnily enough, the montage did not include, it, it omitted a lot of Mario games that seemed to just stick to like the mainline <laughs> Mario games. Right. And one of the games they omitted was Galaxy 2. Hmm. So it kind of feels like they're just kind of pretending it doesn't exist right, for yeah, right now. That has very pay no attention to the man behind that curtain energy. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the whole montage because I got bored, but I watched the rest of it. Yeah. I, um, I didn't watch it because I had to get ready for work, but then I went back and I watched it later. Okay. Uh, like yeah like the it was available like literally like as i was waking up it's like oh fuck i like i need to get ready for work and right in like 15 minutes oh and this is 16 minutes long maybe if i <laughs> maybe i like you know run to work like you know piece of toast in my mouth like some kind of anime <laughs> character i'll make it but then i just skipped the montage yeah but yeah yeah I, you know i i thought that was a pretty good mario direct overall like some some good announcements Kind of marred by some weird business practices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my impressions of the whole thing were positive overall. Yeah. It's just a shame that it had that little blemish on there. Yeah. Blemishes suck. Yeah. Uh, let's open some listener mail. Zoop. I was levitating the mail out of the When bag will this stop? Mind <laughs> powers. When did this start and when will it stop? It's, it's in the air now. You can read it. Atlas Fathom on Twitter says, mm -hmm. next year, 2021, is Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. Uh. I would love for Nintendo to go all out just like with Mario, smiley face. <laughs> just think, an N64 collection with Ocarina Time, Majora's Mask, and Master Quest. Available forever. <laughs> and a GameCube collection with Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. Huh. Uh... Thanks, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, I mean, you know, depending on how Nintendo did it, I could theoretically love that. Yeah, so here's the thing. I think if I think there will be a Zelda 35th anniversary celebration mm -hmm. next uh, year, and I think they will absolutely did the bullshit that they did with Mario. Yeah, yeah, 100. Like, yeah, like at least one of the new Zelda releases will be something that uh, leaves the eShop and/or retail by yeah. the by the time the fiscal year is over. And not buying that one will break my heart much more than not buying the Mario thing will. <laughs> uh, particularly depending on what it is. I mean, if it really yeah. was like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, God, that would suck for me so yeah. much. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just kind of pick my battles there because like... <laughs> vote, voting with your wallet works a lot of the time. Yeah. Nintendo kind of does what they want that's like, true. all the time but yeah. like I you know I don't think that you shouldn't like vote with your wallet sure you know like I'm I am I'm a big proponent of that in in many things so maybe I'll do my matching thing and I'll donate the funds to I don't know like uh some kind of like anti-bad competitive practices thing yeah I mean maybe there's some kind of game preservation movement or something oh yeah hey there you go yeah, yeah. Yeah, something yeah. like that would be cool. But yeah, I what what do you think a Zelda 35th anniversary is going to look like actually? I I think it's for sure happening. Yeah, I I agree. Um I think that I mean, you know, 
if this one is successful and, you know, kind of generally with the merch and everything else, I could see them doing something quite similar. Yeah. Like, oh, here's some Zelda-themed clothing items. Yeah. Zelda Animal Crossing event. Right, yeah. Zelda Zelda Splatfest. Oh, you know, in in Tetris 99, you can get a Zelda skin, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that they'll do that, and then there'll be, like, re-releases, some kind of re-release package. Um, The limited edition release... Uh, will be some kind of free re-release of Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Oh, interesting. Yeah, some kind of online right. re-release of Zelda Four Swords. Because I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. the One of the earlier limited availability things Nintendo did was for DSiWare or the 3DS eShop or something, mm-hmm. they had an anniversary edition of Four Swords available right. for free. You could download and play locally, mm-hmm. uh, and they a year or less later they pulled it from the store. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be perfect because I would feel no compulsion to buy that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great if they could have that be the limited thing. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, it's still bad practices and all that, but you know, I mean, at least it wouldn't be like, oh no, if only my morals were, <laughs> weren't preventing me from purchasing this shitty game. <laughs> yeah, we, we wouldn't be. Yeah that situation i think we'll see skyward sword hd in this time frame okay that makes sense um not as a limited release right just just as a game that comes out sure and uh they will uh the the like the main dish will be breath of the wild too Mm, yeah yeah that makes sense and i i could see i could see maybe us getting like an n64 online Mm mm-hmm uh, that will just they'll just put uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on there for the anniversary. Sure, um, I'd love an N sixty four online generally. Yeah, but, you know, obviously the more Zelda stuff on there, the better. Yeah, um, pe- people are still kind of holding out for the idea of an N sixty four classic happening, mm-hmm. which I could see happening. Sure, um, package it with that goofy ass controller. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know, maybe like Hyrule Warriors two or something. Sure. Yeah, Koei Tecmo's been kind of quiet lately. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a that's a solid round of of thoughts about that. Yeah. And uh I could see Wind Waker and Twilight Princess getting released in a limited time package. Uh yeah, that would suck too. Yeah. You know, I mean again, you know, the limited release that I would feel great pressure to buy would be one that has Majora's, Majora's Mask, Mask in, in it. it. Yeah. Any other collection of Zelda games, I would feel comfortable passing on. Yeah. Even though I love many of them. Uh, Story of Ages and Seasons? Oh, you know, I would want to buy that, but also they would never do that as a limited release. So <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel safe there. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, for a limited time only, two Zelda games that nobody but Sean Daniel Francis cares about. <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. <laughs> uh, Those games are great, by the way, guys. If you ever have the opportunity, it's a great I, uh, classic spin on the classic Zelda experience. Yeah, I want to play more than, like, the first, like, quarter of any <laughs> of either of those games at some point. Yeah, that's because. Fair. Each time I played a quarter of those games, they were good experiences. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very, very unique. You could, you, uh, you can be in a kangaroo. Yeah. Um, and do time stuff. Yeah, with a kangaroo. Yes. Or do you do season stuff with a I, I had Oracle of Seasons. Uh, so I've heard that Ages is actually, like, better, um, but Seasons is the one that I have the soft spot for. Nice. Yeah. 
Thanks, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, thanks. Not in Freak on Twitter says, Dear Daniel Corrections Thorson and Sean Shadow Drop Francis, <laughs> how do you feel about the Jump Force port coming to Switch? And are there any characters you would have liked to see there? Um, Jump Force is the bad 3D one, right? Yeah, so Jump Force is the bad 3D one. Okay. So so no and no <laughs> would be my response. Well, so how do you feel about the Jump Force port coming to Switch? No. <laughs> yeah. We'll just leave it like that. <laughs> so I, uh, so I, yeah, I have a complicated relationship with Jump Force because uh, I love Shonen Jump crossover games. Oh, yeah. Jump Ultimate Stars for the Nintendo DS is one of my favorite games of all time, probably. <laughs> he does love that game. Oh. I mean, you know, from what I've seen of it, I think it's quite cool, too. Yeah, oh, oh, it's an excellent game. I just didn't have the patience to import it from Japan and then play it with a Japanese-to-English dictionary on my knee, or whatever you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, there, there was a translation guide okay, on, right, on right. Game Facts, Yeah, and I read that religiously. <laughs> um, yeah, loved that game. And the thing is that Jump, uh, Shonen Jump crossover games released since then have kind of disappointed me uh, because Jump Ultimate Stars, one thing I love about it is that there's so much gameplay variety. Like every mm-hmm. character feels distinctly different from each other and also sure. very much like the character that they are in those mangas and animes. Right. Uh, and Jump Force in particular, and to, uh, and to an extent it seemed... Uh, J Victory Stars versus J Stars Victory versus mm-hmm. uh, that game that came out before it feel very much like every character has the same moveset outside of their supers. Yeah. And the supers are mainly like, you know, cosmetic and their differences on top of that. Okay. Like they all do kind of, yeah, it's all like, yeah, this, this does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. This does a lot of damage in the air. This does a <laughs> lot of damage is a beam. Right. You know, uh, and there's some differentiation in special moves, I think. But out of what I played on it, when I played it on Xbox Game Pass, oh, <laughs> almost went the whole episode without talking about it. Wow, uh, it it seemed very samey. It, it yeah. seemed it's especially like the kind of melee, the the kind of like base move set was so mm-hmm. similar for every character. Sure, uh, which which made it hard to to get excited about uh, playing more than two hours of jump force especially because like the story progresses in such a clunky way you're in this mm. big ass hub world and traversing it takes forever okay um and yeah i don't know i was, I was just kind of underwhelmed by it which is a bummer um but i was still kind of following the characters because i think some of the character additions were cool and stuff mm-hmm. what uh if Jump Force was cool, what characters would you want to see in it? Well, part of the problem here is that, you know, I do consume a decent amount of anime and manga, but it's not shown in anime or manga. Right. Um, so it's not the kind of thing that's usually in Jump Force. Yeah, that's yeah. But that's <laughs> this is partially why I'm asking you the question, because I want to see what what question what answers you'll <laughs> wrangle up and whether A, they're even shown in jump properties, or B, they're already in the game or something. I can tell you right now they're not gonna be shown in jump properties. Anything <laughs> I come up with because I did I I mean, I don't know, what would I pick? Uh well, I don't know. Do you have like a favorite Dragon Ball character you think should be in the game? Uh I like Piccolo. He's probably already in there. I think Piccolo might not be in wow. there. Wow. Okay, yeah. then I guess Piccolo. Okay, cool. Wow, we got that was <laughs> quick. We got a real answer. Yeah. I, I think Piccolo is not in there. Like there's How do you not put Piccolo in there? Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of 
There's a lot of they, they made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, Piccolo in the grand scheme of things isn't that powerful anymore. Um, yeah, that's actually part of why I like him is that like I Piccolo yeah. is in the game. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, they did one good thing. Yeah, but yeah, that is the character that's already in the game. Um, yeah, I, I just generally kind of you know I I like sort of niche characters or underdog characters and action things. I yeah I, I, they have an appeal to me as yeah. I'm sure you understand. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so here's so here are the mangas that are represented in uh, Jump Force. Okay. Uh, Black Clover. Yep. Uh, Bleach mm-hmm. with fucking seven characters including a dlc character that hasn't been revealed yet wow um boruto uh <laughs> with boruto as its only representation oh wow uh yeah city hunter dragon ball with also seven characters one two three four five six seven yeah mm-hmm. uh dragon quest the adventure of Dai, because okay. that got like a shonen jump manga fist of the north star uh-huh uh hunter hunter okay uh is Spy Family Shonen Jump? Spy Family is owned by Shuisha, but it's not Shonen Jump. Damn. It's, okay. uh, it's Jump Plus, another of their... I see. Yeah. Oh, man. Because but... I would love to put... I forget her name. The Assassin Wife Your. in the game. Yeah, Your. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah. She should be like DLC or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mm-hmm. uh, with two characters and a third unannounced that will be DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Hero Academia. Right, uh, which which only had Izuku at launch, and then what added the three, fuck? and then added three DLC characters. I mean, from even it. then, if any show or manga should have like seven or eight characters, like why would you not just mine uh, My Hero Academia for everything that it has? Yeah. So uh, the actually, yeah, I was about to say like the reason for that is that like the thing is that like yeah, I I feel like My Hero Academia started getting popular like 2016, 2017. Mm. Um, and this game came out in 2019. Okay. So maybe they made the character list before My sure. Hero Academia was really that popular. That, so they had to make sense. up for it with all the DLC. <laughs> uh, they added All Might, uh, they added Bakugo, and they added Todoroki. Okay. Yeah. What, what's Frog Girl's name? Uh, Suyu? Okay. Well, until she's in there, I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, Naruto with, uh, like, six characters. Uh, One Piece with seven characters. It looks like they cap out at seven. Okay. Uh, Is Hinata in there? Because then you could do like a Naruto Hinata Boruto team. Ooh. Because isn't it like three on three? Uh, it is three on three. Yeah. But uh, but no, Hinata's not in there. <sighs> Terrible. So uh, so yeah, you can just have Naruto and his and you can just have Boruto and his dad. Okay. Just Boruto and Boruto's dad is the playable <laughs> characters. Right. As we all know, Naruto. Yeah. Uh, we all call him Boruto's dad. <laughs> I love that meme so much. <laughs> um, uh, Roni Kenshin, Saint Seiya, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Yu-Gi is a playable character, and Kaiba was DLC. Uh, and Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, oh, nice. With, uh, with two characters so far and a third unannounced that will be DLC. Who are the two so far? Uh, Yusuke, of yeah. course, and uh, and younger Taguro, the... the, the hideous muscly looking man with the shades oh really you don't put hien in there put hien in there if you're gonna put two people in there hie hie whatever yeah i feel like that he, guy i feel like he is gonna be the dlc yeah he's gotta be yeah because it's not gonna be it would be great if they just put kuwabara it there. would yeah <laughs> that's yeah that like if you put kuwabara in jump force i'm i might 
Yeah. I might buy it because just like, it's, it's getting pulled from Game Pass, so I'd have to buy it if I wanted to be Kuwabara. Just imagine, like, the trailer kind of fades in on a silhouette with a pompadour, <laughs> and then suddenly it's him. <laughs> He's just, just there, you're a meshi! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, also, uh, also, Light Yagami and Ryuk from Death Note are uh, are NPCs in the game. Uh, they just okay. show up in the story. Yeah, that makes sense because how? I mean, how would you do Death Note? He just writes your name in the book and you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a character like that in Mugen, actually. Uh, Mugen being kind of you know this this system where you can kind of make your own fighting game in a very i think archaic way yeah uh somebody made a light yagami character where the fight he writes your name in the death note during the opening and then you instantly die that's great <laughs> yeah that's great uh i th- i think there is uh there are there are death note like supporting characters okay. in jump ultimate stars yeah and uh i think like the highest level death note character is him writing the opponent's name in the death note <laughs> and like it takes him a long time to write it uh, so if you don't like run over and like hit his sprite before he's huh. done writing your name you uh you do lose a stock that's kind of cool yeah he might just like debuff you or something though. okay yeah still cool so not in freak i think my answer to your questions would be um it's it's cool that Switch players get to play this game if they want to play this yes. game because it's it's a very like it's a very simple experience especially compared to some Shonen Jump crossovers I like more. Sure, but like you know it can be some some good mindless fun and you get to make your own character. That's cool. You get to create your own character and then give him basically a bunch <laughs> of. You can equip any special move used by a used by any character in the game to four different slots of your character. I am so you, always in favor of that. Yeah, so you can do stuff like fire a Kamehameha <laughs> and then like uh, Texas Smash. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, then Texas Smash him while uh while finishing him off with a Rasengan. Yeah. You can do yeah, you can do that shit with your character if you want. That's cool. And that is cool. That that is cool. Yeah. Uh mostly I wish that instead of continuing to expend resources and effort into Jump Force, they would just make Jump Ultimate Stars 3. I feel you. Uh, or Jump Stars 3, I guess. Sure. But yeah, if I had to put more characters into Jump Force, um, first off, more Black Clover characters. Okay. I, I read through Black Clover recently. That's, like, the, the, the anime, I couldn't get through past the first episode. Yeah. But the manga's kind of underrated, actually. Okay. Like, I, I really, like, it was a really enjoyable shonen experience. Um, I feel like if you had to go based off of what, what was popular, they'd probably add Yuno mm-hmm. as Asta's rival okay. as a playable character. But I would pick Noel Silva, uh, the female protagonist, ah. who has like cool water dragon powers. Oh, nice! Um, she's she's my favorite character in that manga, and like just a a great character that I love a lot. Even if I hate how she is drawn in that manga, about ninety percent of the mm, time, it's fair. it's it's one of those. So like. Yeah, just just brace yourself for that if you do read it. It's sure. Yeah, I'm familiar with having to do that in manga yeah. when <laughs> when I read them. Yeah, and I would stop doing the the weird uh, jump force limitation where they're only adding characters to currently represented franchises, mm. and I'd get a uh, I'd get Tanjiro and Nezuko in there from uh, from Demon Slayer. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. 
and Sean made some great points. So Hinata from Naruto and uh, and Kuwabara yeah. from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, there I'd you absolutely go. put those in there. And I'd also put in Hercule from, from Dragon Ball. Oh, of course. Yeah. He deserves more fighting game representation. He deserves more fighting game representation. Like in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Put him in there. Guys? I yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's happening. Oh, I mean, of course it's not because they're stupid and they'd rather put in Goku 12 SSJ19 <laughs> with pink hair. Also because, like, the Roshi, they're adding Roshi to the game. Yeah. They've, they've announced Roshi. Hey, we called that. Oh, yeah, hey. Yeah, we called that. Woo! Um, but it seems like he's he's going to be there as kind of the goofy character of the yeah. season. So there's there's no room for Hercule, and it makes me sad. No room, no hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the question, Honor Freak. Yeah, thanks. Uh yeah, I love having excuses to talk anime and manga stuff. He sure does. On this pod. Not a lot of ways to do it organically, so thank you. Frankly, I'm amazed you haven't started a podcast where you just talk about the anime and manga you've been watching. Oh, well, if you subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> one day I might. Uh, but yeah, thanks, a Freak. Yeah, thanks. Finally, here's a mail for Sean. Oh! Alphathetical on twitter first says hey guys a few episodes ago when you read my young link correction you called me alphabetical oh no uh, it's actually alphabetical okay can't wait, can't wait for the new episode and then <laughs> alphabetical says sorry mm-hmm. alphabetical yeah sorry uh alphabetical says sean how's the music stuff going <laughs> hopefully you can talk a bit about your musical accomplishments and aspirations in a future episode oh well i guess i'll talk a little bit about them now Ooh. um so Daniel and I have for a long time been working on kind of a secret project that's become increasingly less secret as time has gone on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have been writing music for it. I just finished writing a track yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And so um, that's something that I've really been homed in on. Uh I've I've actually been writing I've been songwriting since I was about 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, um, he has. Because I was at a Halloween party and somebody had this program installed on their computer called Anvil Studio where you can write oh, very yeah. kind of simple MIDI tracks. And he, uh, our our friend John, right. had written a bad song. And I kind of <laughs> laughed. And he said, oh, well, I'd like to see if you could do a better song. And I immediately wrote a better song. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I put Anvil Studio on my computer and I, I wrote music with that for many, many years just for, for fun, basically. Right. And for little passion projects, like a friend would be like, oh, I'm making this, you know, bad video game in, in RPG Maker 2003. Could you put together some tracks? And I go like, okay, here's this, here's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I picked it back up uh, really primarily because we were running the all these tabletop campaigns. Like, we, we, you know, Daniel and I belong to a group of our friends who every Tuesday we do tabletop uh, sessions. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm running one now, Daniel's run them, our friend Tommy's run them. And um, at one point, and at that point, I, I had really kind of put composing music aside and I wasn't doing it anymore. Yeah. And then um, I thought, oh, yeah, well, you know, it'd be nice to be able to kind of put my own music in this campaign that I'm running. And I got some software to do it and I started writing again. And then I did it for a campaign that our friend did. And now I'm doing it, you know, kind of for a campaign I want to do later. And just kind of as an outgrowth of that, Daniel kind of said to me, like, well, I see that you're writing music again. How would you feel about writing, you know, the theme for this podcast, the theme for that podcast, <laughs> the music for this podcast? And so 
to the extent that I have any aspirations about composition right now, I'm just kind of enjoying, you know, writing bespoke music for my friends. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that's going to go, but I guess we'll see. But yeah. um, thank you for inquiring. Uh, it, it's it's become an increasingly important part of my life and something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, at patreon.com slash beep boop group. Beep boop. The current project, the podcast project we're working on currently has a sneak peek available yes. of a first draft of the first episode of bound weekly manga our our actual play project yes where sean myself my fiance amy lee and our friend xavier uh all basically play a a role-playing meta campaign <laughs> where we are we are each authors slash editors at like a manga publication like shonen jump and each of our mangas is a campaign within the campaign. <laughs> um, John has already written a bunch of music for that. Yes. Including the theme song, which is excellent. <laughs> Thank like, you. It's one of my favorite things he's done. Maybe I'll put like a snippet like here. And then if you want to listen to the rest of it, you can, uh, you can back us on Patreon for like a dollar. Yeah. It's 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 been a kind of a long gestating project and one that I think I mean you know obviously I've listened to Daniel edit it I've listened to kind of the the you know the first pass he's done at the first episode I mean I think there's definitely something there and if you like actual play podcasts or if you've been, just been curious about them you know by all means uh, if you got a buck to burn check it out yeah in fact if you got two bucks to burn. <laughs> That'll give you the level where you can vote in polls on the Patreon. That's true. And we're currently running one that will have an effect on the future of of Bound of of our new project. Yeah. So, yeah, like if yeah, if you want to see a uh, what Sean's been up to lately musically, and b what we've been up to just like on a podcast <laughs> yeah way. just and generally yeah if if you want to if you want to see like more of our dynamic and also our dynamic with more of our friends yes uh in like the the context of like a, a tabletop role-playing scenario mm-hmm. um yeah i i think the first episode already is really fun and i i'm very proud of of what it turns into and what i'm currently editing yes agreed agreed on all counts it will be available eventually publicly for free. Yes. Uh, and it will never go back into the beep boop vault. <laughs> but that might not be for like another six months or something. Right. Because uh, I have a full-time job and we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, yeah. And 
my workload is large. You know, the usual COVID, 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 et yeah. cetera. But applied COVID, to COVID, us. COVID, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just imagine that Nintendo Slash game where it's like due to COVID nineteen. <laughs> right. Yeah, just just imagine that like over But replace our... Nintendo with and games with Beep Boop Group and Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but uh but yeah, if if any of that sounds cool or fun to you, yeah, can consider supporting us. Yeah. Uh actually, because you uh so many of you have already supported us, Sean is playing Undertale right now. That's true. Yeah. Uh if you if you go to his YouTube channel uh youtube.com slash re underscore chief uh pro- pro- probably yeah yeah just just search uh you know re underscore chief yeah and uh or it might just be without the underscore try them both yeah we'll have it you know we'll 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 put a link up or something yeah we'll put a link up or something yeah yeah um he, he started his playthrough back up because that was a milestone yes it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an old school let's play no face cam because nobody needs to see that and <laughs> uh we <laughs> and yeah i'm just i'm playing through that game uh for the first time yeah uh, and you know, even though I I do have some incidental knowledge of what that game is like because of the effect that it's had on world culture, um, <laughs> I did, for instance, you know, run into an event in my most recent episode that I had no idea existed and was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So if you want to see my reaction to that and so much more, um, I mean, you you really don't even have to subscribe. It's on my YouTube channel. Yeah, that that's um, available to everybody. Yeah, but I encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon if you can and feel like it because uh, it just allows us to kind of have the freedom to produce more and better content. Yeah, but we've plugged enough, so that's that's fine. So subscribe now! <laughs> <No>! <laughs> uh, but yes, thanks, Alphathetical, yeah. for the mail. That was very sweet of you to wonder about that. Yes. Next time on A Smashing Theory, I think it's time. Fall 2020 Nintendo Direct Predictions. Ooh. This is in and of itself a prediction. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Starting off strong before the episode. <laughs> but I I think it's time to start hashing out what what big announcements we could see from Nintendo because okay. I think I think they're going to start telling us 2021 stuff soon. Cool. So maybe we can start figuring that out. <laughs> so if you have any guesses as to what big reveals we'll get from Nintendo finally yes. that aren't Mario related. Or if you think they'll re- reveal more Mario stuff, I guess you can tell <laughs> us that too. But you can tweet us at a smashing theory on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Give us a follow while you're at it. Or you can email a smashing theory at gmail.com. Yes. We will all predict stuff together. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's what we do on this show. <laughs> that's very like, yeah, yeah. What a wholesome episode that will be. <laughs> we'll predict the fall Nintendo Direct, but you won't be falling. It's very safe. <laughs> On the next episode of The Smashing Theory. Where's Where's the other guy? I'm ready to end the episode. But in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time. Oh, God. You're, you, he was possessed. It, tur- it turns out that I uh, that guy cannot speak quietly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the way that he does his voice, you can't do it quietly. It's got to be. I hope that you have a smashing time. Oh, there he is. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.
Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thanks, Lonald. Yeah, you are appreciated, and I miss you very much. Also, recently you brought us a bookshelf. Yeah, we we talked about that last time. Thanks. Last last special thanks. Thanks again for bringing us a bookshelf. <laughs> Unlike Daniel, I'm extremely grateful. So much so that I'm spreading my thanks out over several episodes. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds more like you than you forgot. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. I'm glad that we agree. Special thanks to Nim. Thanks, Nymph. Nymph, uh, you're sending us frogs. Yeah. Stickers of frogs. Not, not me. Yeah, uh, but, me, you know. me and Amy, you're yeah. sending us frogs. And thank you for doing that. Yeah, special thank you. Yes, special thank you. Special thanks to my fiance, Amy Lee. Thanks, Amy Lee. Amy Lee, I thought you were going to come home an hour later than you did, and I miss you, and I'm looking forward to getting out of this makeshift studio good. aka our guest bedroom good for you yeah yeah good for me yeah thanks 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 my fiance thanks friend <laughs> special thanks to mr cool red luigi oh ooh, the volume yes I will say that that did cause the recording to spike is gonna be unpleasant to listen to that's okay, Mario. I'll normalize it. Thank you so much for normalizing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you were more cool and more red, like our special, special patron. Bye-bye! <laughs> special thanks to Cool Gabe! Cool Gabe. Cool Gabe, you you said on the Discord recently that you wanted Sean to keep doing this, so this is your fault. Thanks, Gabe. (laughs) Thanks, Gabe. Thanks. Special thanks to Vinny G. Yeah, Vinny G. Thanks, Vinny. Our yeah. voices are fucking ruined. Yep. But before before we recorded this episode, we decided to do a test recording where we asked each other what impressions we think we're best at doing. <laughs> so uh, our voices have been a little shot since before we started recording the actual episode. I don't know what you're talking about, man. So I'm great. So thank you and apologies for this. Yes. Special thanks to Vinnaber. All right, Vinnaber. I like imagine you just like rolling down like some stairs. Just just like a hill crashing through autumn leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're crashing all the leaves and then like. And you get to the floor, like, and you're just, like, sliding across, like, the ground level. It's like, brr. Yeah. And then I wink at the camera. <laughs> you, like, slide into a building, and that's when the camera stops following you. Right, yes. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Vinever. Thanks, Vinever, for, 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 for this taking on- us down that path. Yeah, for, for letting us create this oral experience <laughs> for you. This is uh, basically an actual play podcast now. <laughs> Special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. If you want to get specially thanked, you can give us $20 a month. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. And uh, it'll be good. Now you know how to pledge to us. Yeah. 
<laughs> Patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yes. Oh, fuck. I don't think I said it all during like our big ass plug seg. Ah. Uh. Wait, hold on. At Patreon.com slash beep boop group. Beep boop. No, I was. I was. <laughs> I was doing that so I could splice it in earlier. Okay, splice and beep boop too. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody. Yeah. Next good. time is two weeks. I almost said good night. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>